Welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast, where you'll learn how to structure terms and use various creative financing strategies to create profitable deals for short and long-term wealth. Whether you're a buy and hold investor, wholesaler, or flipper, learning creative financing will help you do more deals and unlock profits that you may not even know existed. On the Creative Financing Podcast, we break down actual deals we and our guests are doing and simplify the methods and terms used to execute these strategies. Now, let's dive in and create some terms. Hello and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Gallegos, here with... Jeff Rappaport. And today, guys, um, we kind of have a special episode because uh, we had a caller by the name of Lance from San Antonio, Texas, call in, and um, he was working on a triplex. We, uh, we made an episode out of that, and uh, he's been working with Jeff, and this episode is going to be a prime example of what... Um, what you guys out there who, you know, the audience of this podcast, what you guys can, can do as well with Jeff. So Jeff, tell us about, um, your relationship with Lance. Um, I know he, he, he first called into our show, um, and then you returned his, his call, but, um, just take it from there. And then, and then you guys have a property under contract right now. Um, yep. And so um, walk us through that property and kind of what you expect to make on it. And uh, let's, let's take it from there. So uh, we actually worked on, he called in specifically about a triplex that we've talked on a previous episode. And the triplex, we, we constructed some offers. We did not get them, get it accepted. Um, which is not unusual because uh, the seller said that they would accept terms and then when we made the terms they said no we want to um, sell it outright we want a 1031 we want a whatever so um, but since then Lance has brought a number of other leads and we've made offers and um, we have an aplex currently under contract and what I wanted to do is uh, I wanted to break down some things um, one numbers as far as like how to analyze commercial deals because I think there is some misnomers out there that uh, you analyze them similarly to you know duplex or fourplex and it is not the case and you know using the right uh, the right way to to figure out a cap rate and values and that kind of stuff so I thought we'd break down some numbers um, so we can get a better idea of how to analyze these types of deals. And then second, what I want to do, and I'm certainly not trying to single out Lance because I've enjoyed working with him. He's a go-getter. And, uh, but he initially, I told him, hey, why don't you put together some offers on this? So we're going to look at what he did because I think that they're very common mistakes and we're going to look at that, and then we're going to compare it to what we changed it to. Awesome. Okay? Awesome. Cool. All right. So let, let's give you kind of a brief overview of this property. Um, so it's eight units in San Antonio. Um, they're under-rented, so the total income right now was um, 49500 Hundred, I believe. Um, yeah, maybe it's like four thousand one hundred seventy-two dollars a month, something like that. Okay. Um, 
the total expenses are pretty high. Um, so the seller told us that the expenses that he is paying for $26,754 per year. Okay, so the NOI, the net operating income, and th this is all from the seller. So it's yeah. $22,746. Their taxes are almost $4,300 for the year. Um, and the owner pays all the utilities, uh, management, maintenance, taxes, insurance, which is totally normal. Okay. They had this property listed for like 340, um, very short period of time. And then they took it off the market. It's totally rented, fully occupied. The rents are a little low. Um, I think these are all one bedroom units. So I don't love one bedrooms just because there's only so much that you can do with them. Yeah. As far as increase the rents. Yeah. So what I wanted to do is whenever I'm trying to analyze a, a property like this, um, that you can see that it's important to gather what the seller is paying for. So all the expenses. Um, so, what he told us was that they're running $26,000, which if you look at um, what he's making, um, it's literally more than 50% of the, the gross rents, which is typically high. Um, a good value property runs somewhere between 35 to maybe as high as 50% expense ratio. Anything really above that is getting, something's probably wrong, okay? Um, in this case, I don't know what's wrong necessarily because the expenses are pretty straightforward, but what he did do was leave out some potential expenses. So um, what I want to do is go through that and what I'm going to add and what you should be adding when you're looking at these types of properties. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to look at this in two ways. Actual. So what are the actual expenses? What are the actual incomes right now? And then I'm going to look at it as pro forma. What they could be. Yeah. So what are the potential rents? <clears throat> what are, you know, the potential expenses? Most of the expenses will... Um, you know, depending on what they may be, if you're looking at a bigger apartment, there may be a marketing expense, there may be on-site manager, you know, things like that. Some may be able to be cut, some may not. Um, you know, sometimes uh, putting in separate meters would allow you to reduce expenses, even though there will be an expense, um, that kind of stuff. So yeah. we're going to look at some of that. Okay, so the first thing that I want to do is I want to add up all the rents, okay? So in this case, um, they were running $4,172 a month, so $50,064 for the year, okay? I'm always going to take a vacancy rate, even though this is fully occupied. Uh, yeah, because uh, you're going to have a vacancy over yeah, at some that, point. Yeah. So, so you, just, you just plug in 5% for vacancy? Right now, I'm just going to take 5%. So um, in some places, the vacancy rate might be higher. 
in some cases it might be lower, but I'm not going to put a lower one. I'm going to, my lowest is going to be 5%. Um, I, maybe leases are ending and yep, that they're going to require me to go in and do a little bit of work to these units and they're going to sit vacant for 30, 45 days. So um, I'm always going to take at least 5%. And depending on your area um, and the kind of type of building, type of area that you're working in, that vacancy rate might be higher. So and I'm going to take that based on the year rents. So I'm going to take 5% on 50064 So I just rounded the number $2,500. Okay? Um, it would be 10% would be 5000 5% is 2500 Okay. So our net rents would be then 47564 okay? okay. That's the number now we're going off of. So now we're going to look at our expenses. So... I would assume, without digging any deeper, that, hey, water, sewer, garbage, um, taxes, um, insurance are all going to be fairly straightforward fixed expenses to some degree. Right. And um, prior to making this offer, I just wanted to give me an idea of what they run. Now that we've got the offer accepted, I want to see what's called a T12, a trailing 12. So at least show me the expenses for the last 12 months that you've paid each month. So uh -huh. I can see when it may spike, when, you know, if there's any uh, oddities in terms of what's going on. Okay. Like garbage, shouldn't change, right? Right. Water, probably changes. Um, sewer, shouldn't change. Um, taxes most likely are going to change once a year. Okay. So what he told me was water runs $4,018 a year. Sewer is fifty-five forty-seven for the year. Fifty-five forty-seven. Okay. Okay. Insurance is forty four hundred, which is interesting. Okay. Okay. So those are kind of the fixed expenses. That's what he gave me. Okay. Now property management. Okay, because uh, I think right now he is using property management. But if we were going to buy it, we're certainly going to use property management. And if I'm selling it, I'm, I'm assuming someone else is going to. Yeah, hire. especially on commercial stuff. Yeah. So property management typically runs 8 to 10%, but there also can be some lease fees that they charge. So you may want to do some checking. Um, in this case, I just took a 10% um, property management fee. So I actually rounded up. So if my net rents were 47000 it would be $4,700. I, I raised it to 5000 Okay, so that's now an expense. Okay, so what he didn't give us are, hey, what, what's the maintenance? You know, um, you know, there's probably some lawn care. There may be, you know, depending on the area, snow removal. Yep. Um, you know, uh, are, 
are you regularly checking HVACs, air conditioning? Um, plug toilets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but the, yeah. Uh, yeah, the little things that come up. Yeah. Um, so what I'm going to do, plus I want to have a, an account for capital expense. You know, at some point you're probably going to have to repave the the parking areas or put a new roof on the roof furnaces water heaters you know that kind of stuff um so uh that's my capital expense okay almost everyone leaves this stuff out yeah and it's got to be part of it now my goal is is to get a better idea of what the maintenance and repair costs are but right now i'm going to lump those two as like a 10% expense, 10% being off of the gross rents. Uh-huh. So I'm going to apply 2,500 to each one. And for 2,500 for maintenance, 2,500 for CapEx. Yes. Okay. Okay. So now, and I'm going to think of anything else that there may be. Um, and you know, there might be like a miscellaneous, like, two percent kind of category but i my expenses are already pretty high and so i am not uh, i'm gonna look at this you know conservatively but not overly conservatively until i can actually dive into some of the numbers okay so my expenses are now twenty nine thousand three oh one okay compared to twenty six thousand seven fifty four okay so um, I'm going to base my numbers on my expenses because I think the seller is leaving some out. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, you can figure that out real quick by looking <coughs> at the trailing 12. So it's like, what are they not accounting for? Yeah. But if you're making an offer prior to to seeing all this. You, know, you have I, to assume you, you some want, expenses here. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, like I said, now you're going to do your due diligence once you get it under contract to verify, you know, everything that you assumed or were told. Yeah. And trust me, they're rarely true. So, <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> um, so our NOI now would be like 18263 And right. NOI is net operating, operating income. income right? That's exactly what I have. Okay. As I was following Good. along with you. Good. So net operating income is a very important number when you're when you're looking at commercial deals. So it's basically the income minus the vacancy, then minus all the expenses. Yeah, okay. Not debt service, just expenses. Right. Yeah. Okay. So 18263. Now he was asking um, what was he asking for this property? I think he was asking three forty. I think on the market, you said, yeah, yeah. Um, so if we divide that eighteen two sixty three by three forty, we have a five and a half percent cap rate, yeah. which is not where I want to be. Um, that's kind of retail. So yeah. Um, all right. So that's the as is. Okay. Now I want to look at the pro forma and really the only, I mean, nothing's really going to change expense wise for me. Um, 
I'm just looking at what can I increase the rents to, and they're, they're not going to increase a tremendous amount. Um, I feel like we can get, instead of the 4172, we can get 4325. Okay, so 4325 times 12 is 51,900. Um, I'm still taking the same vacancy. It's right in there. You know, might be off a hundred or so dollars. It's not uh -huh. a big deal. So basically, our net rents are forty-nine thousand four hundred minus that same twenty-nine three hundred one. So now we're at an NOI of twenty thousand zero nine nine. Okay. Okay. So, um, that's the numbers I want to look at. Now, here's one of the other numbers that I, I think people forget to do. So, first of all, cap rate. Uh, let, let's determine what a cap rate is. Cap rate is, is that if you were to pay cash for this property, have no debt, that this is the return that you can expect to make on your money. Based on net operating income. That's right. So... Um, and so cap rate, the formula is cap rate equals net operating income divided by price. Right. One of the cool things about cap rate is, is that you can play around with that formula a little bit. And if you knew what the going cap rate for a particular type of property in a particular area is, you could actually solve for the value, yeah. um, which is a good way to kind of get an idea of where you need to be value-wise. Yeah. Okay. One of the other equations that you want to, to look at is what's called the debt service coverage ratio. So if you were going to go borrow money, a commercial loan from a bank, they're going to look at what what room do you have to make the debt payment and they want it to be in a certain range yeah, to show that 1.2 at least i think right yeah. is it 1.2 yeah debt somewhere debt between 1.2 1.3 is where they'd like it to be so the debt service coverage ratio would be something let's say um uh let's see um well, debt service coverage ratio depends on what you're purchasing the property at, right? So that's what you're trying to figure. No, right actually, it, it. So what we're gonna do is what what I did is so at three forty, I thought they were asking too much. Okay. So and the, the reason that I did that is so I said, all right, based on three hundred thousand dollar purchase price, um, with twenty percent down, which is normal, right? Commercial loan. $60,000 to um, finance 240, 60 down, finance 240, at like five and a half percent. Typically, the commercial loans are more like amortized over 25 years, okay? And they typically have a balloon payment. Right. Um, so the payment would be like fourteen seventy three per month. Okay. Okay. So you take that 20,099, divide that by 14, what was it? So take the fourteen seventy three and times it by twelve. Oh yeah, yeah, for the annual. Yeah, so right. that's the annual 
debt service that you would be paying. Yeah, right? what, what do you got? So it would come out to be um, 1.137. Is that what you got? No, what, what was your, oh. uh, what was the annual? 17,676. 17,676. 1.13 debt yeah. service. Uh-huh. Yep. So what so did it's you a do? Little, so it's what a little did you low. do? You took 17,676. No, I took the net operating income. Okay. And I divided that by the uh, debt coverage of 17,676. And yep. I got 1.13. So that's the that's the debt coverage service ratio. So, so NOI divided by the annual debt service. Service, yeah. Okay. So that's a little low. Yeah, a little low. So banks are going to want to see that higher. <clears throat> yep. So now do 20,099 divided by the same 17,676. Still the same. Yeah, and that's based off of your pro forma. So not the actual. So your, your pro forma of what it could be. Yep. So that's still high. Yeah. Well, still not where we. I want mean, it to I be. mean, low. Yeah, yeah. The debt service. Yep. Is still low. Okay. But do you now see how we're we're trying to analyze this particular deal? Uh huh. Okay. So we're looking at the rents, the income. Um, we're looking at the expenses. We're looking cap rate. Uh, I mean, I look at the cap rate, but it's not super. It's not a huge deal. No, it's um, not. And really, it depends on cash on cash return. There's a lot of investors I, I that agree. just go off of a cash on cash return, and the cap rate can be whatever it is. I, I would agree. Um, so I'm going to look at cap rate, I'm going to look at cash on cash, and I'm going to look at debt service coverage ratio. Because if they can't go qualify for a loan, I mean, this is going to be a hard property to sell. Right. right? All right. So. Yeah, very true. That's how we analyze the, the situation. That's how we analyze a commercial property. Correct. And then, you know, obviously, now we're going to look further into the property as far as the expenses, the income, the leases, the, you know, condition of the property, yeah. that kind of stuff. And that's all stuff you do when it's under contract. Yeah, and, th th and that's you pretty. verify everything. That's pretty typical of commercial. Is that you don't go and yeah. see the property and walk through all the units before. Yeah, you can't. Offer. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what I did is I had Lance come up with some offers to make on this property, and so I think we'll go through. Maybe we'll just go through his offers, and then we'll we'll cut it off and do a second episode of what I then changed them to and why, and then what we then got it under contract for. Okay, let's run through them. Okay. So, he came up with a number of offers, and that's what I told him to do. So, um, the first offer, he, and remember, I'm, I'm not, this isn't like, I, I put him on the spot, and I wanted him to, to think about this and it, this the reason I like working with Lance is that he just did it and yeah um, and then 
now he's starting to get a much better idea of how things need to come together. Yeah, so, there's, there's not a better learning opportunity than yeah. that. Just go do it, and then we're going to correct. Yeah, so he came up with like a $350,000 purchase price, which is you know, actually more than what um, they were asking. 37500 down, which is a little more than I would like. 6.5% amortized over 30-year interest rate. Okay, And I, I talked to him about this because th- there's no way that, that that's above what you could going, go get at a going bank. Rates, yeah. um, and I think that's the misnomer again is that people think that you have to offer a seller more than Interest. the going rate to, yeah. to do this. That, that is not the case. I'm not saying every seller won't want it. I'm just saying that's just not the case. <clears throat> so his monthly PM principal... Principal and interest payment was $1,975 a month, okay? Um, so they'll have no other, the seller will have no other expenses, the taxes, the insurance, all those different expenses that we already talked about would be covered. He offered him a 72-month term. <coughs> there would be a balloon of $287,704. Um, in six years. Uh-huh. I believe this property is free and clear, so the seller will have netted four hundred and sixty seven thousand for their property. That's pretty good. I mean when they're you know, had it on the market for three forty something yeah. and um, it didn't sell. So uh, now obviously the tax benefits would move to the to the buyer. So uh-huh. they would then get the depreciation. You'd figure out how you were offering this, whether it's a trust deed and note, all-inclusive contract for deed, stuff like that that we've talked about in the past. Um, being in Texas, it was a trust deed and note. Okay. Um, and then he asked for that payments would begin in 60 days from the time after closing. Really, the goal of that is to figure out what still needs to be done, any work that needs to get done, um, not having that debt service payment right away. Right. Okay. But here's the problem with this offer. Um, now, initially, I, th- there's two issues that come to my mind. I don't even have to look at anything. Is that the interest rate to me is too high and um, we're offering too, too much, much down. Yeah. Okay. But... Here's a quick, easy way to know if this is going to work. What's the current NOI? Do you remember? It's 18,263. Okay. Divide that by 12. Divide 12. That's uh, 1,521. Do you know what that actually means? Yeah, so that's the um, that's your net every month. That's what's left. After yeah. expenses from the income, right? That's net. Yeah. If we're paying nineteen seventy five a month in debt service, <laughs> what's the negative cash flow? Correct. Okay. So that can't work. Right. Okay. So that one is out. Um, too much. Uh, too high of a price, probably. Too high of a down. Too high of an interest rate, and way too high of a monthly payment. Right. Okay. And that's not by choice. 
That's this building will not support that. Yeah. Okay. What the actual? I can't. I'm going off. You can go off of either number here. You could go off performa. It still doesn't work. Right. Um, but if it doesn't work, you can't offer it. I mean, there's no way that you yeah. want to buy this for yourself or anyone is going to buy it from you. Right. Okay. So that's the thing is that you can't just take numbers. You have to make sure those numbers fit and work. Okay. Okay. So then there was a second option. Um, the second option was a subordination. So remember what that is, is that we're going to give the seller a little bigger down payment that we're able to borrow yep. on the property in and first position. And they're going to take the rest of their equity and hold it in second position against the property. Okay. So in this case, um, uh, so he was offering 349 with $70,000 down, I believe. I don't want to confuse my offers with his offers. His offers. <laughs> um, okay. So three forty nine with seventy thousand dollars down. Seller's equity of two seventy five, um, which I think was wrong. I think that's um, got to get your math correct. Yeah. So it would actually be two seventy nine. So the 349 minus that down payment equals 70. what's left on that note. Okay. Um, so the principal amount would be 279. Okay. So he offered, um, and th th this is uh, going to confuse people. So don't worry about really what I'm just having you look at is the payment. He was offering like a simple interest of 5%. It's figured out a little differently. I'm not going to go into that. It'll just confuse people. Okay. <clears throat> it, the payment was going to be $1,726 for 48 months. Okay. The seller was going to have a balloon payment of almost 280 at the end of four years. And they were going to net 432000 But... 1700 still is too much, yes. right? Yeah. So we don't even have to go any further. Um, the payment is too high to support. Yeah, because our, our net on it was 1500 Yeah. <laughs> so it's well, negative. And, and keep in mind, you're also making a payment on that first mortgage. So yeah. So you're probably borrowing that at somewhere between 6 to 8% interest-only payment. You probably got another five hundred and thirty dollars a month or so added on to this. So yeah, you know, numbers are not working. Right. Okay? Um, so two more options. Um, one is like a short-term finance, which is you know similar to our cash offer. This one would be for three hundred five, thirty thousand five hundred, so about ten percent down. Um, the interest rate, seven and a half percent. Again, I'm not sure why he is offering so much interest. <laughs> the monthly payment of $1,919 a month, again, too Way much. too high. Yeah. So the, the price, not bad. The down, okay. But the interest and in the payment, um, and he, offer, he asked for 12 months. 
And the reason for that is that what the goal is is to go in, do any kind of maintenance, you know, up the rents, mm-hmm. up the, the value, and then be able to refinance. Yeah, turn around and stabilize and then refi. Correct. Now, I don't know if this particular property, just because the value add isn't, you know, tremendous on this one. So I don't know if this would be an offer that I'd really be super interested in making because I don't know how much it would really benefit, whether it me or a potential buyer. Does that make sense? Right. All right. Um, And then the last one is a cash offer for 285. Okay. Okay. So, um, and based on the numbers, um, if you think about it, a cash offer of 285 and this thing is bringing in almost $4,200 a month in rent, I mean, that's well beyond the 1% rule, rule. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't, you know, a hard and fast, you know, act absolute. Right. But, you know, quick and easy, it's like, whoa, you know, I, I probably need to look into this it a little bit more. It might work, yeah. So, <clears throat> does that make sense? Uh, do, yeah. yeah, we went through a lot of numbers fairly yeah. quickly. I don't want to confuse you because if I'm confusing you, I probably nope. confused everyone else. No, no, no. And what we just did there is we just went through Lance's offers. Before that, we just talked about how to analyze a commercial property. Um, so, yeah, just keep keep in mind those things are different, guys. So, yep. now let's 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 end it here, and um, because we're over, you know, we're at our kind of yep. ending mark already. So. That that is Lance's offers, and kudos to you, Lance, if you're listening, because um, what you did there is you're learning, and and you just pushed through it. You you made some offers, and you're just learning. So um, that's that's fantastic, because I mean he's well ahead of you know so many people that. Oh, I can do tell this. you that based on a couple of our conversations and going back and forth that. He's well beyond. Yeah, and he he obviously understands um, creative financing in some sense because he's he's made these offers, which is really cool. So um, that that in itself is 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 excellent. I mean, I I, I can't say enough uh, about you, Lance. To I want to give you kudos for sure. So um, yeah, let's end it there, and we'll pick up where your offers come in now, yep. and where you've made those corrections. Obviously, on interest rates and payments, as yep. we can tell already. So, yep. guys, uh, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate your ear. Um, this is a prime example. Again, I want to reiterate this point. This is a prime example of what of how we can work with you guys out there on deals. This is prime example. And so if you guys have a deal that you're working on or you want to get some direction from Jeff one-on-one, he's looking for people all across the nation that can bring him commercial properties just like this. And he'll partner with you. And so you both, you could, you can learn and both make money on it. So our hotline is 877-409-8090-877-409-8090. Uh, you can also reach us on the web at www.thecreativefinancingpodcast.com. Any last words, Jeff? No, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in working with people. I'm looking at uh, expanding what we're doing throughout the country. I think it'll be a great way to um, 
to get involved and hopefully make some money. Yes. Yep. Yes. And we'd love to make episodes out of uh, any comments or, or any scenarios you guys have. Okay, guys. Till next time. Create some terms. Thanks for listening to the Creative Financing Podcast. We need your feedback to continue to bring you the best strategies in creative financing. So please subscribe, rate, and review this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate your ear and please pass this on. Until next time, create some terms. This show offers general information on creative financing strategies and real estate investments. Nothing contained herein should be considered personal, legal, or financial advice. Every state has individual laws governing the use and type of documents used to execute strategies discussed herein. You should consult with a local licensed real estate broker and attorney before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed, and opinions of the guests are their own. Profits are not guaranteed, and there's always inherent risk in real estate investing.